This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Ryder is a chartered financial analyst and holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. You may feel that you don't have any extra money to invest in your retirement. Well, what if we could help you find some savings? We're going to give out some tips on ways to cut back on what you already spend in the hopes that you can save for the future. Also, we want your personal finance questions. So give us a call this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. So good morning, Ryder. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. Yes, I am. See, I got a little, I got a little sun this weekend from being out on a, on a hog farm. Yes, uh, <laughs> we were talking to producer Liz Gill about that before the uh, we came on air. So we're all anxious for the details. <laughs> yeah. So I have a friend who. Um, so this this combines a lot of things that I really like. You know, being outdoors, uh, supporting local farmers and local restaurants. I have a friend who's a hog farmer in North Mississippi, and uh, home place pastures. If you want some of the best, some of the best uh, pig meat, I guess. Um, and so he does every year. He gets some of the restaurants he supplies. They send their chefs and they cook a little dish with a they just get a random part of the pig and uh, i don't know how long they have to prepare the dish i don't know if it's like chopped or what <laughs> um but uh you know so it's a it's a nice dinner with very good chefs uh, out outside on his hog farm and there's a you know all day we, we went swimming in a spring-fed lake and mm. uh got tours of the farm because his goal is uh making uh you know animal farming more sustainable um and and trying to you know cover he does the whole in from from raising them to slaughtering and shipping them out so um he can have control over that whole process very interesting and i was i'm always happy to support uh, my friends but also you know local farmers local economy uh, and i think that's very important so i've never been on a hog farm how big are the hogs when they're ready to be slaughtered um i think he was saying they're about 250 pounds um, they're bigger than me. Um, but, uh, we, we got to see them kind of at all stages. He has the, a huge pen of, it was maybe, maybe he said like 60, uh, just little piglets running around and they were pretty adorable actually. So, and I've heard that, uh, pigs are intelligent animals. Could you tell that? Um, I, I can't tell that any of those were that bright. <laughs> uh, kind of just, they're all just waiting in a group. And then if you get close, then one will take off and then, and, and they would all run in a different direction. Um, I don't know if that was a smart thing or if it was just how they, how they operated. <laughs> all right. Uh, financial news in the news is at the inversion curve. Am I saying the that correctly? inversion of the yield curve? Yield uh, curve yeah. Yes. So uh, just kind of a little bit more of all the same that we've been having for the past few weeks. We've had, um, you know, the, the T word uh, dealing with uh, trade and tariffs uh, has been weighing on the market. Of course, they'll announce tariffs. The stock market will go down a few days later. They'll say, oh, we're going to we're going to put it off for another month and the stock market will bounce back a little bit. Um, but 
what the kind of uh, what a lot of folks think is a frightful thing is the inversion of the yield curve. And so we've talked about that before. If you are to draw a line, which has, you know, uh, it's a timeline, you know, one month, three months, a year, five years, 10, 30 years, and then plot the yield of various government bonds on there. What you generally expect is if you're going to loan the government money for a short amount of time, you don't require that much interest. But if you're going to loan them for a long amount of time, you require more interest. So you would expect that to be a kind of a gently sloping up line. Um, lately, in, 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 in the as everyone who has had a bank account knows, uh, the short end of that curve has been super low for a long time. Only recently started coming up in the past two years. Um, and... So that's a fairly normal shape as it slips up. However, what happened recently is that the short-term rates, even with the Fed rate cut, the short-term uh, rates were higher than the long-term rates. And usually people like people like look at all sorts of combinations, but this one in particular was um, it cost more money um, for the government to borrow for two years than it did for them to borrow for 10 years. And so that's uh, kind of it's it's a weird thing when that happens because you, again you just always expect you know it's for a longer amount of time I demand more money back and so uh, when something like that happens it can be an indicator of all manner of things it could be an indication that people think that rates might go um, negative or that there might be um, no inflation implying kind of you know no economic growth uh, going on. Um, or that just people are are buying these long-term bonds. They're trying to lock in this long-term rate, and they're willing to accept this very, very, very low long-term rate because they think conditions are just so bad. So that's the general thought behind it. Um, uh, people say that the inverted yield curve has preceded something like the past five, six, or seven uh, recessions. Uh, but it has also happened and not and, and not resulted in a recession. It's not and it's not something that causes a recession, uh, except psychologically. Because at the end of the day, you have to think economies are made up of people doing things and making decisions. And if everybody sits around and is like, "Oh my goodness," you know, think bad things are coming. We've got to spend less. We've got to pull back. We can't buy as many groceries anymore. Business saying we can't invest a whole lot right now because we're not going to get the return. Well, that's going to cause a recession. Um, so it is, it is possible. Someone asked me the other day, is it possible that we just think ourselves into a recession? I mean, you know, it kind of is because we're all just, we're all just people making decisions and that's, and that's how it works. So, um, so without overreacting, are there some things that someone who is an investor, uh, can do to prepare for the possibility of a recession? Um, yeah, so I, I think, I think the first thing is always, you know, keep in mind what your investment goals are. You know, if you are someone who is going to be spending out of your account for the next few years and, you know, I'll back up a little bit. Uh, even if a recession happens, we don't know how that affects the market. You know, it could mean that the market goes down a, a ton. It could mean that the market goes down just a little bit. It could mean the market goes up. Um, all of these things have happened in past recessions. And uh, however, if you are concerned about the market, you know, you need to look at, you know, what are your investment goals? Where Where is your money going to need to be in a few years? And if you think the market is going to be down uh, over the next few years, well, you should have the money that you need. Have that in a more conservative option. Have that in bonds and cash. Um, and if you are an aggressive investor and you are still saving and you're still young and you have years and years and years to go, um, I think a healthy perspective is just knowing that most of the money in that account, you haven't even earned it yet. 
Um, so, you know, maybe maybe keeping cash on hand for yourself, for your kind of personal economy, um, but also just, you know, being consistent. You know, what what's going to matter is being consistent in your investing, uh, being disciplined in your savings, et cetera. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. As always on a Tuesday morning, we're looking for your personal finance questions. Uh, but today we're talking about ways that you could cut back your spending uh, to increase your savings. AARP recently published their 99 Great Ways to Save. So we're going to talk about a few of those things, uh, ways that you might accumulate money that could be put towards retirement or other expenses or uh, investing of, of another nature. Or maybe it's just in your emergency fund. So if you have a personal finance question, maybe you have a money-saving tip that you'd like to share with us, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Number one on our list, reimbursed ATM fees. Um, I guess I my bank has enough branches around the where I don't really need mm. to go to a quote-unquote foreign ATM that much anymore. I, I didn't really think that this was still a thing, but apparently banks are still charging that extra money if you use another bank's ATM. Yeah, they really are. And and also there's a lot of uh, just kind of private ATMs, uh, so which aren't necessarily owned by a larger bank. Um, and I think this goes to a broader thing of bank fees. Uh, especially folks who are living paycheck to paycheck, you know, uh, maybe you have irregular spending or you have irregular income. Uh, things like overdraft fees and fees for transferring money back and forth, uh, as well as ATM fees, those really those really add up. And and everyone always has a nightmare story of, you know, they charge three things on their card and the bank put them through in such an order that they would charge an an overdraft fee three times. And I, I think that's absolutely horrible on, on the part of the banks. Um, this is one of the primary ways banks make money, by nickel and diming you. Um, but but it's really bad for the consumer. Um, I mean, you know, if you could handle, you know, one, five or ten or twenty dollar overdraft fee, you know, handling three of them at once is tough. Um, so focusing on you know getting a bank account that has low fees and doesn't have you know reimburses your ATM fees that's great um uh more and more banks are doing that uh, but also just that you have access to a low fee or no fee network um and also being careful about when you take money out you know if you take out 20 bucks and your fee on that is $5 that's an insane cost to get that $20 out um, so, you know, if you know you're going to need more money later, you know, to make that $100, if you're going to use that $100, um, and that fee is as a proportion of what you took out is less. Yeah, so I'd also say if you are someone that frequently uses ATMs, uh, that to try to, at your bank, see which account might uh, be able to reimburse those fees if your bank does that at Absolutely. all. Uh, we are going to take our first break today. We're talking about our, our list of great ways to save. Uh, it came to us from AARP. So if you have a way that you've saved money, give us a call. Or if you have a personal finance question that you need help with, the number is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. It's one 672 We've got a seemingly magic tip to help you with your mortgage after the break. So t- stay tuned. This is MPB Think Radio's
You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Just a reminder that if you ever miss part of the show, go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen again. And we always like to remind you about the MPB Public Media app. You can download that for your smartphone and get to listen to all the MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. This morning we're sharing tips to save money with the hope that you can use the savings toward retirement or other expenses or just put it in an emergency fund or other savings account. Our tips come from the AARP Bulletin for July and August of 2019. Uh, we talked about mortgage magic. We'll get to that in just a minute. But we have, I think, a money-saving tip from Jerry, who's called in today. Good morning, Jerry. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Thank you. I listen to you all the time. I support you every month, and I hope all of your listeners do. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, it. Jerry. The way I avoid bank fees is I don't use a bank. I belong to a credit union, uh, maybe federal <laughs> credit union, which is the largest credit union on earth. And credit unions are owned by the members and their purpose is to serve the members not make profit mm-hmm. the ceo of navy federal cream does not make 26 million dollars a year he's well paid <laughs> but it's nothing like these guys you know jamie diamond and, and those folks the the credit unions and almost everybody can qualify to belong mm-hmm. to the credit union they're there to serve the members they don't have all these extravagant fees uh, and and if you make a mistake or something like that they'll call you up and talk to you about it personally I've had a wonderful experience with them. I belonged with them, to them for over for over 25 years. And, and I, I, before I joined the service, I belonged to banks. And, and you guys are right. They would structure things just to extract funds from your purse. So that's one way I save money. I don't belong to bank. Another way is if I want cash, I'll go to a big box store, use my debit card, and just get cash back. There's no fee involved. All right, Jerry, uh, two great suggestions. By the way, love the Navy Federal Credit Union commercials that we see on TV as well. So not only are they helping you out there, but they have some fun commercials to go along with that. Jerry, thanks for the kind words about MPB, and thanks for your call this morning. Uh, that's a good one, and I think we've I, talked about yes. that before, that credit unions are structured a little bit differently. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I kind of whenever someone points out credit unions, I'm like, oh, I should have mentioned credit unions. But they are much smaller part of the banking system. But um, like he said, you are if you have an account there, you are an owner there. And so it's, it's not that they're not run for profit, but like he said, they are run for the benefit of their members. So, you know, you have an account there and you are directly lending to your neighbor who's a member and who has a mortgage there. And so his interest rate is, you know, it's, it's paying their expenses. They got to keep the lights on. They got to keep those people shuffling papers in there. Um, but then it, it's paying you interest. And, you know, obviously, you know, some, they're going to have some fees, you know, if you have an ATM card or something, but like he said, again, um, those fees are often lower because again, it, it's not ooh, how much money can we make out of this. It's like, what expenses do we need to cover? Um, and you know, there's a number of great credit unions. A lot of them do have sort of some sort of membership requirement, like he 
you know, is a member of the Navy Federal Credit Union. So if you're not, you know, it's often, you know, uh, if you're if you're a service member, also their families, kind of extended families, allowed to get in on that. There's uh, there's so many, and there are plenty that also is just you know you are in the community that they serve, and that's very useful. Um, I will say one reason you know folks might you know kind of shy away from a credit union, particularly a smaller one. Uh, is you know they don't necessarily have the full suite of services that a larger bank may have. They may not have the technology. You know if you if you do a lot of mobile banking and apps, you know they may be a little bit behind there. But um, as far as as far as being a very good financial resource for you and a very good financial resource for your community, um, I think I think credit unions are really. The very, very under underappreciated part of our financial services. And I believe that the, the, the requirements for joining have loosened up over the oh, years. Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, and even I think my brother is a member of a Navy Federal Credit Union uh, because our father served in the military, mm-hmm. was in the Air Force. But I, I, as I remember him telling me, he basically just said that and they didn't really like require okay. a lot of yeah. proof or whatever. So Yeah, that, they definitely have opened up membership um, in different ways. But uh, yeah, it, you will just have to see. Uh, and also, I'll say this, that uh, they are networked together. So, you know, they might not be uh, as frequent or as many branches or whatever, but they uh, I think there's a network of uh, credit unions to where that you can do some of the services in a credit union, even though that's not the particular one that you belong to. Right. All right. So today we're talking about ways to save money, cutting back on your expenses to save money. Uh, if you have a great way to save that you'd like to share with us, give us a call. Or if you have a personal finance question that Ryder can help you with, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, email the show, send it to money at mpbonline.org. Now, Ryder, one of the things I like about you and Nancy is a lot of times when we get these lists from uh, things online or whatever, (laughs) a lot of them are ones that we have talked about on this very program. Mm -hmm. And the mortgage magic, I think, is something that we have uh, talked about, and it's the idea of doubling up your mortgage payments. Uh, Yeah, and so that brings me to a lot of other ways to save on your mortgage. So this one specifically says, okay, say you have a 30-year mortgage, $300,000, 4% interest. Um, it costs, it's going to cost you $1,432 a month. But if you split that into two payments and pay just every two weeks instead, which is, you know, uh, I think the idea behind that is that's a schedule a lot of folks get paid on. Then you cut it, your interest rates uh, total by uh, 34000 over the life of the loan. Um, so that is one way to do it. I mean, there are lots of little, you know, clever little tips and tricks there with mortgages. I mean, bear in mind, that's on a $300,000 mortgage, you know, you are saving about $1,000 a year. Um, there's a lot of other ways you can do it. And what often, what, what I often encourage with with a mortgage is is looking at it from the beginning um, and using uh, a down payment, uh, you know, kind of figuring out what your down payment needs to be to get the mortgage terms, rate, fees, etc. Um, that you know that work for you um, with the origination of a mortgage. So you know, this is one reason why you don't want to kind of you know kind of keep refinancing. You always have fees with the origination, um, and those can be in a couple thousand dollars themselves. Those are sometimes negotiable. Um, rate shop around, ask at least a couple of banks, and hey, maybe a credit union what their rates are on those 
on those mortgages. Um, but also, you know, be prepared to kind of put down a little bit larger down payment, maybe, uh, so that you can get a better rate, so that you can avoid paying mortgage insurance, uh, so that you can get the loan that works for you. Because moving just from a 30-year to a 20- or 15-year mortgage is going to save you huge amounts in interest. Um, not only is the interest rate often lower, uh, just ignore what I said about that inverted yield curve for a moment, uh, but often they're much lower for the shorter-term loan. Right now they're mm, quite close, but you, since you're paying it down much quicker, you pay a total total amount, you pay a lot less interest. Um, so, so using those tools, uh, you can often save uh, a lot more. And actually, I misspoke on that tip. Uh, what I said was pay twice a month. What they're saying is split your monthly uh, payment in half to cut right. down on the interest. So right. a little clarification on that. And often people you know, say, oh, you know, I want to pay down a little more on my mortgage. Often, you know, once you've locked in that mortgage, unless there's some very specific reason for paying down extra, um, there's often not a lot of need to pay down that quicker. Um, so, you know, and again, unless it's, you know, maybe you want to pay down a little lump sum, refinance and get another, get the loan you want. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's, that's good debt. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be there. Don't worry too much about it. Focus on some other financial goals. If you have a personal finance question this morning, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464. On the line with us now is Jordan from West Point. Good morning, Jordan. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing Good. well. Good morning. Uh, I just had a personal question. I had some, uh, a couple thousand dollars, and I'm young. I'm about to be 23. And I don't know, I've always kind of been, I, don't, I guess, scared, maybe the word, to jump <laughs> into the stock market. But. Uh, with everyone talking about the recession or the possibility of a recession, is now a bad time to enter the stock market? Or what is y'all's advice or opinions on that? Or would you wait until it hit and then ride it out and then invest? Uh, Jordan, did you say you're 23? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you have a lot of time. Um, I mean, of course, it depends on what you need to do with this this money. One, it's always weird to recommend someone throw their money in the stock market when we're very close to all-time highs. And like you said, people are talking about a recession. Um, I want to make sure, you know, of course, you have the kind of emergency savings that you need. Uh, you know, you're not having to dip into that sort of money to, uh, for living uh, living expenses. And this isn't money that you're going to designate for some, you know, maybe – a you know, buying a house in a few years. But if this is long-term money, um, you know, I'm saying at least 10 years out, 10, 15 years out, then it doesn't really matter what happens in the next year or so. What matters is what happens over the long term. And the reason we invest in stocks is for that long-term growth. We don't invest in stocks because we think they're going up tomorrow. Uh, we invest in stocks because we're quite confident that they're going up over the next 5, 10, 15 years. Um, so, I mean, again, like I said uh, earlier, we don't even know how a recession might affect the stock market, Right, right. you right. know, so you could wait for a recession and stocks could be up 20%, you know, in the depths of the recession. Um, you know, stocks could, it might be the case that stocks are never lower than they are now. Um, so trying to, you're trying to make a short term prediction about the market like that. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Kevin is certainly not going to do it. Um, and 
so I think what's more appropriate for you is maybe using this to get started investing. And especially if you have extra money in your budget, you have extra savings, using that on just a regular basis. You know, make, you know, set a couple thousand dollars right now and maybe just putting in 50 or 100 bucks every month just to get just to get a little more exposure, exposure, just to invest a little bit more. And and what's more important than where the market goes in the next few months or next couple of years, what's more important is going to be your discipline saving because right now, I mean again, right now most of the money or for you all of the money that you were ever going to have invested right now, you haven't you haven't even earned it yet. So, so the idea is just stay disciplined, stay consistent with your investing, um, and that's going to be much more important uh, over the next few years than where the market goes. Okay, so there's no. I guess what I'm saying is there's no better time to invest. Right, just go ahead, dive in, okay. and yeah, yeah, it, it might go down twenty percent. Uh, it might go down more, but it might also go up a lot uh, over the next few months. So, again, the important thing is just get started and keep doing it. All right. Well, I, thank you all for your time. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, for the call, Jordan. Always good to hear young people uh, start to think about uh, the investing for their future. Um, a lot of us, myself included, probably didn't do that early enough and having to play catch-up and that sort of thing. So it's always good that young folks are thinking about their financial future and, and, and beginning to, to do something about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, I like that. I like working with young folks because they haven't um, necessarily made all the mistakes that we have to, to go back and fix with some folks. Um, and, and you can just get them, get them started in a high-powered way much earlier on. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Time for another break. Our aim today is to help you find ways to save money that you could put toward retirement or other expenses. Writers here to take your personal finance questions as well. So give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. We talked about bank fees earlier. If you have a lot of them, we've got a suggestion on how to get rid of some of them. We'll tell you that after the break. This is MPB Think Radio. to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Ryder is a chartered financial analyst and holds the Certificate and Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Today we're suggesting ways you could save money to put that money towards retirement, investing, or other savings. Uh, so if you have a savings tip that you'd like to share with us or a personal finance question, again, the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Some of our suggestions this morning are coming uh, from AARP's 99 Great Ways to Save. Uh, before we get back into the savings tips, though, we have a caller on the line. So we say good morning to David in Natchez. David, you're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Good 
Good morning. Um, had a question uh, about a, a piece of property. I uh, myself and my two siblings inherited uh, when my mother passed away. I'm mm-hmm. having a little bit of uh, difficulty in selling the property just from the standpoint there's the market is not that great for this particular property mm-hmm. and I've lowered the, the price a couple of times already and just trying to figure out if I just need to fire sale it or just wait it out. Uh, just kind of, uh, I mean, not in a special hurry. There's no, yeah. um, uh, there's no mortgage on the property, mm-hmm. but there are some uh, costs and expenses associated on a monthly basis. Um, yeah, I mean, that's tough. And, you know, so you, you currently own it with your siblings? Correct. And is it just land, house? What's the situation? It, I'm sorry. It's a townhouse. It's got a, a homeowner's okay. uh, association uh, mm. that has a monthly due and, you know, keeping oh, utilities yeah. on and things like that. Um, yeah, and, and being not in a hurry, uh, you know, there's good and bad to that. Uh, so, you know, the good side is you're not in a hurry, and you don't have to just fire sale and get rid of it. But the bad side is you might end up just sitting around with it for a couple more years and paying HOA fees and et cetera, et cetera. Um, a couple of options you might have, I mean, one, you know, you know, you change up your realtor, you know, uh, try different strategies with selling it, uh, making sure it's, you know, fixed up, you know, what, what I often do with folks who might be facing a fire sale situation is look at, look at what your costs are for holding it for another year or two. Right. Um, and then say, okay, I should be willing to pay that much to be able to get it sold within a month or two. Um, and you know, sometimes, you know, you might look at it and be like, okay, well, you know, if it's going to cost me, you know, a couple thousand dollars to hang on for a couple of years, maybe I should just spend a couple thousand dollars, you know, freshening up the paint, uh, cleaning it up a, a good bit, uh, doing a little bit of landscaping to make it more attractive to sell. Or maybe I can, you know, that couple thousand dollars, well, I should just take that hit now. You know, if somebody kind of gives me a low ball offer, maybe be a little more, you know, attentive to that. Um, but you know, as far as, you know, needing to fire sale, you know, I would only say you would need to, of course, if it's, you know, a financial burden, uh, you know, this is money out of your pocket that you really can't afford every month. Or if the, uh, you know, even the reduced size, uh, windfall would be, would be very valuable to you. Um, right. But just kind of, yeah. The, the issue I'm having is really, I'm not, uh, we have changed realtors. I've, uh, we're just not having anybody look at it. So mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, it may sound odd, but I don't know that price uh, and the realtor uh, mm. told me, said, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to drop the price again. I really don't think that's the issue. It's just kind of a, you know, I hate to say a specialized property, but yeah. it's going to need a, you know, a particular person that wants it. And that's that, right. You know, the, uh, so. Yeah, and and what I've seen for some folks, uh, you, I mean, you see this more in the rental market is just just changing up the way you're marketing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some some realtors, you know, they'll they'll focus on a certain demographic or a certain a certain area, um, but you can always try just different things. Um, you know, advertising on you know there's you know sites like Zillow, you know, you can kind of promote your listing, etc. Um, right. Or or just. I've, I mean, I've seen people even just, you know, put up a sign in a coffee shop, say, hey, you know, this, you know, XYZ property for sale. And that sure. was able to give them more, uh, more interest than, than all of the marketing that the, the realtor was doing previously. So right. just trying to okay. change up that, mar- if, if it's an issue, if nobody's coming to see it, you know, change up the marketing or, or do more marketing. Right. Okay. 
All right, David. All right. Thanks for your call. Thanks so much for calling. All right. Thanks, David. Uh, let's get one uh, money-saving tip in before our next call, and it was the one that we teased at the end of last segment, and it is about bank fees. Uh, they charge fees for even receiving money via wires, something that many customers may not realize. Uh, check your statements, and you can dispute those fees, uh, even maybe needing to speak to a manager. Uh, that can save you uh, 10 minutes. Uh, a 10-minute call may save you about $25. My thought on this mm. would be, uh, though, that uh, you could probably only get away with that once. Yeah, but I mean, always negotiate your fees. You know, that's always a good strategy. And like we heard earlier, try a credit union. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's go next to Bob, who is on the line from Corinth. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I caught the tail end of the last segment, and it, it kind of fits our situation. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are in her 50s. We're about to close a VA loan on a modest house on two acres. I live in Arkansas. I'm just traveling through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're contemplating 30-year versus 15-year. We're, we're considering our ages. Uh, we're kind of decided on a 30-year and then pay down, extra, make extra payments to pay down. But then I heard, heard y'all mention to just save up a lump sum as a down payment on a new loan with a better interest rate. Um, it's a VA loan. I'm mm-hmm. wondering how I should proceed. Yeah, so VA loans are great. Uh, a lot of good benefits for those who can get them. Uh, are you? Do you have to pay a down payment at all with this loan? Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, and is there going to be any uh, private mortgage insurance on it? Uh, that's, my, that's another question I have considering our ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were hoping to use our savings, what we have. You know, it, it's a it's a bankruptcy property, so everything's okay. coming out of our pocket. Yeah. And we were hoping to fix the place up a little bit instead of making a down payment. Right. Um, so we're, um, you know, that's another question. Should I get mortgage insurance as well? Right. Well, the mortgage insurance is something that the lender would get and you would be paying for because it ensures against, you know, you failing to make payments. Um, what I would say, the... If, if you can afford to go with a shorter term loan, uh, so a 15 year loan, that makes a lot more sense than getting the longer loan and just paying extra. Um, if it's a problem of you're not sure that you can afford that loan, um, you know, then, you know, because a 15 year, you are going to have a higher monthly payment. And if it's just, if it's a budget issue that that's going to break the budget, uh, that's going to make it not affordable, well, then you just can't go to a 15 year loan. Um, but getting a shorter loan makes Makes more sense in most cases than simply paying extra on a longer term loan. And one thing uh, you said, y'all are in your 50s, so you're probably looking at retirement in you know 10 to 15 years. Oftentimes, we find you know, especially if that's going to involve you dropping to a lower income uh, in retirement. A lot of times, we find that you know folks want to have that burden of the mortgage gone. Uh, when you retire. So kind of think about that as well, how your budget is going to be changing in 10 to 15 years. Um, But like I said, if you can afford it, if it's not going to break the bank for you on a monthly basis, uh, that 15 year could could be significant savings for you. Um, But I mean, you've already got a a great deal with a VA loan regardless. So so you've got a lot. That's a great option to start with. 
All right, Bob, thanks for your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio, talking today about money-saving tips. Here's one about property tax breaks. Did you know that in Mississippi, persons 65 years or older or persons who are totally disabled who are otherwise eligible for homestead exemption are exempt from taxes on the first 75000 of the true value of their home? Um, so that's a, something to investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is another one that we've talked about a lot on the uh, show, and that is 401ks. Take full advantage of that if they're offered where you work. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of folks, you know, are aware that, you know, their employer might match some on their 401k. And some people think that's all they can put in. But no, uh, you can put in more. Um, 401ks are they are more useful for folks in a high tax bracket uh, because the great benefit to a 401k is that you you don't pay taxes on it. So say you're in a 24 percent tax bracket, uh, plus Mississippi has a 5 percent state tax tax top bracket uh you're saving you know almost 29 percent uh 29 percent when you put money in so every hundred dollars that you put in you're only spending 71 dollars to put that hundred hundred dollars in there so so think beyond the match um 401ks are excellent because they are automatic so kind of from a behavioral standpoint you just never see it because it never comes you know it never shows up in your bank account so you're never Worried about it, you know, having to go back out. It's it's not like a a, a charge every month. So um, that's a, a, they're an excellent benefit, um, and you can put up to nineteen thousand uh, dollars this year if you are over uh, fifty. You get to put in an extra six thousand. Uh, here is an unusual one on the list that I've never heard of, but it's uh, about hiring a haggler. Companies like Bill Fixers and Bill Shark will haggle with your cable TV company or other service providers in exchange for a cut of your first year or two of savings. Bill Fixers say it saves clients $300 a year. Now, this one, again, I think you have to realize, you talked about, you know, when you get a $5 service charge on $10 out of the ATM machine, I would think you would you would have to worry about how much of the cut they're getting mm-hmm. uh, to whether this is really worth in, investigating, I would guess. Yeah, and so I believe uh, Liz and I were talking before the show how it works is they take a percentage cut of, of that savings, so you always will be saving something. Um, you know, this it's that's a very interesting service. Uh, you could also see if you have a friend who's good at negotiating and who will happily sit with you on speakerphone. Um, bear in mind, you know, the kind of cost to you with negotiating any of these is the time you're spending. Um, and you know, some companies are easier to will bend easier than others. Um, but this is really good in a case where, especially where you have a lot of expenses in one area, um, or maybe you have multiple accounts with them. Maybe you've been there a long time. I know with cell phones, you know, if you have a family plan, they can always kind of find something cheaper for you. Um, If you have uh, Internet service, especially in an area that has a lot of Internet providers, um, you know, looking for a lower rate there because you can, you know, always bounce off the competition. Um, And this is also maybe a little more useful for uh, business owners and folks who, you know, maybe they're paying a lot of people's uh, phone or Internet service. Maybe they have a lot of Internet service costs at their um, at their location. And this is just a good idea. You know, if it's been a couple of years since you've kind of looked very critically at your bills and negotiated your rates, you know, just just give it a go. It doesn't hurt. Right. And I'll say a personal experience. I had a friend of mine and I both have Sirius and his monthly fee always was less than mine was. And he was telling me that you just have to when it's time to renew, you just have to call him up and say, hey, I'm dropping the service. 
I was a little bit reluctant to do that, so I always call up and say, I'm a subscriber. Is there any kind of discount or promo? Uh, no, no, no. That's the lowest we can get. Well, this year I finally did it. I called up and I said, I'm dropping the service. I was immediately sent to the please don't go department. <laughs> and basically, I I haggled her down several. She, she she came up with one, and she said, I've got this great deal for you. And I said, well, no, I'm that's as much as I'm paying right now. That's not any savings to me. Then mm-hmm. she's like, I said, well, my friend's getting it for $5 a month. So that's good. She, she goes away, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, gosh, sir, look what we found for you. We so. did find the $5 a month button. It was just in the corner there. Um, and that's a good strategy as well is, is knowing what other people pay. And there's, a, I mean, there's tons of websites. I mean, you just, you know, Google around and folks will, you know, be talking about how much they pay and, you know, maybe their strategy for getting down to that. And being able to say, well, look, you offered so-and-so this or you are offering this rate to other people already. Why can't I have that rate? Um, and, and, you know, just saying, look, I mean, this is, this is not, this is not a necessary expense for me, or maybe it is. Uh, but this is, this is a tough expense for me. Um, and I do have other options for this. Uh, obviously with Sirius X, you don't really have much other options, but with cell but phone they don't service, know that. So, uh, well, <laughs> they may, uh, I could just listen to MPB all day. Um, I'm a sustaining member. Um, if if you're looking at internet or cell phone things like that where you have a lot of options it's going to be a lot easier to negotiate and being able to say well you know if i went to this provider i'd be getting this and i've looked at it in their services this this and this you know being able to compare them uh to be very very direct about what you want because the worst thing is they can say no you know, right. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm reluctantly getting into that, but that really is a way that you can save. All right. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll continue offering up some money-saving tips. Also, some still some time to work in a phone call if you have a personal finance question or if you have a money-saving tip that you'd like to share with us. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Back to wrap up Money Talks after this. Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're going to wrap up the show with a few more tips on saving money that we are suggesting to you. Still, though, time if uh, you want to work in a quick phone call for a personal finance question at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Kind of going through our list here. One of the other ones that jumps out at me is a credit card rewards. So if you have a credit card that has points, or um, the one I like is that instead of points to buy, you know, a frying pan or a vacuum mm-hmm. cleaner, or whatever. You can actually convert it back into money, and then that goes to right, a, a credit on your account. Paying your bill. 
Yeah. Um, that's a good point. You know, there's uh, there are some folks who play some real serious credit card games. I was talking with a friend who's just bought, uh, you know, taking a taking a lavish vacation off of a credit card points uh, coming up. But what I think is a lot more important with, I mean, one, whenever we mention credit cards, you just have to say, look, don't don't be spending more than you can afford on your credit card. Um, however, uh, what I think a very useful thing with a credit card is that they're for managing your cash flow. So instead of expenses coming out of your bank account every single day, you know it's once a month it, you're going to have to have all that money in your account. Um, and so you know being able to time that with your uh, pay schedule it should be a lot easier, especially if you you know move money back and forth between your uh, checking and your savings account. Um, that's a lot. It, it's just one expense uh, every month that makes it a lot a lot simpler from a cash flow perspective. Also, it just gives you another place to just look at. You know, this one line number, like this is how much I spent this month, uh, which is good for kind of a, a being aware of your spending standpoint. Uh, another one I found interesting on the list uh, is that you can get your savings matched. If you go to prosperitynow.org slash map, you'll find some committee organizations that administer IDAs, which are individual development accounts. Uh, they're designed to help people of modest means buy a house or start a business. Some programs provide up to $4 for every $1 you save. So especially I would think this is if someone's just really trying to get started saving, uh, what, a, what, a, what an incentive that would be to mm-hmm. know that you're getting kind of money back for your efforts of, of beginning savings. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many kind of small organizations or so many grants or so many different programs available. And so I know this one is specifically this website, prosperitynow.org, is is a good way to bring all those together because you, you might not, you might have be eligible for a lot of these things, but have no idea. Um, but again, like you point out, these are for folks who um, may be living in poverty, much, much lower income. Um, and, and it can be assistance, saving up for that down payment, um, etc. cetera. Uh, all sorts of different programs out there. And it's this, I mean, this, this prosperitynow.org is just a good resource because it brings it all together. And um, I was looking at it earlier and just, full circle. We're talking about credit unions earlier. There is Hope Credit Union uh, here provides um, provides a lot of resources for folks as well. Uh, one way to save money is to save on insurance. If you're a smoker, if you stop smoking, non-smokers, exercisers, and people who maintain a healthy weight can get as much as 50% saving on life insurance. Uh, combine and save, I know with it, I bundled my uh, homeowners and my car mm-hmm. insurance for the same company, and I got a little bit of a, a price break there. Uh, raise your deductible. You could increase mm-hmm. uh, maybe from 500 to $1,000. will save you up to 25% on a homeowner's premium. I would say, though, that if you do that, you should probably combine that with having a healthy uh, emergency fund because Absolutely. if something does happen, you're going to need that extra money because you've got the higher deductible. Absolutely. Uh, Ryder, any, any of them on the list that you jump out at you in the last few minutes here? Um, so just one thing I always want to reiterate, we love little lists of, oh, you can save 10 bucks here and 30 bucks there. We love this sort of thing. But also when you're looking at, you know, if, if you are have serious, you know, uh, issues with just your spending is, you know, 
outpacing your earning, look at first at your largest expenses. Um, housing is a huge expense for folks. Um, that's where I often say, you know, look really carefully at all your mortgage options to make sure you're getting the loan that works for you. It's going to be a huge expense for folks. Um, health insurance, we were just talking about insurances. That's going to be a huge expense for folks. Uh, transportation, you know, don't spend too much on your vehicle. Um, you know, drive it till the wheels fall off um, unless you can get a lot more money for it if they don't. Um, but you know, looking at your large expenses first, uh, because that's where you can you can really make strides in your budget. I was working with somebody just the other day who you know moved from they had been renting for a long, long, long time. Um, they moved to a house. Not only did they get a wonderful house that they liked that was bigger. Um, and, and, you know, closer to where they wanted to be. Uh, but he also just overall, he actually saved a little bit of money on his housing expense. So uh, things like that, just look at your big expenses first. Um, that's where the real money is. Also, I think a good way to start if you're new to this would be to just track your expenses. Maybe have a ledger where every day you write down what you spent on lunch, on you know gas, that sort of thing. Uh, then over that month, you can begin to see where your money is going. Absolutely. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash talks. Or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. You can find a link to these great ways to save on our website and podcast, by the way. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener is Java Chapman. So for Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned up next at 10. It's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at Trustmark.com mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 